How many times does President Trump have to denounce white supremacy? It seems that no matter what, the left will never be satisfied. And the AP style, the AP style book says the word riots. They're saying it's just a bit too harsh and that it's better to use the word unrest to avoid stigmatizing protesters. We've got that and much more coming up. And it starts right now. Hey there, welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy and I am filling in for the beautiful Sarah Gonzalez because she is still on maternity leave at home enjoying her wonderful new baby. But I have seen her active on social media a little bit. So if you're trying to give her some well wishes, please do that because I can tell she's checking Twitter. Uh, but today I'm super excited to have two of my favorite people, actually. I just feel woefully inadequate because I don't have a beautiful accent like the two of you, but Yako Buyans, <laughs> president you. and founder of Share Together and the host of the Yako Buyans Show. Happy to have you back. Happy to have you well, here as well. Thanks. Thank you. And then Kez Schaefer, you're the host of Crocs On, and you also are married to somebody in the Blaze TV family. Yes, I am. So we're happy to have you here. Thank you. All right, so... There are a lot of interruptions that have been going on this week. The debate, obviously, that was the big topic. Everybody was upset that there was so much interrupting going on. But it's not just at the debate that that's happening. Jake Tapper, he stopped an interview with a Trump spokesman for listing Biden's record on racial issues. He stopped him. I mean, he just kept interrupting him, stopped him. We've got a clip. Let's take a look. The president said that he is declaring the KKK a terrorist organization. Why That's now? That Joe Biden never did in 47 he's, years. Well, President Trump Joe, Joe Biden had 47 for, years to do it, Jake, and he never did. He was vice president for eight years. He never did it. President, president Trump has been, been president, president for less than four years. President Trump has been right. Le why, four, why, less than why four now? years compared to 47, Jake. Less than four years compared to 47. Tim, can you say we're happy? I condemn white supremacists. Are you able to say that? I do not. And the president did it. The president has done it multiple. Times, so you can tell Tapper got visibly frustrated multiple times over Murtaugh's answers. Then he pushed back against that. And eventually he just pulled the plug altogether when the Trump campaign representative, Mr. Murtaugh, began firing back about Biden's previous links to segregationists and his recent comments about African-American voters. Take a listen. Joe Biden, meanwhile, palled around with racist segregationist senators to prevent oh, integration of schools. His own, his own running on. mate took him to task for that during a Democrat debate. If we're going to start talking, I did, obvious. of course. And I, if we're going to start record, talking about, if we're going to talk about, that's fine. Records, if you want to talk, talk about what records. Joe Biden was doing in the 1970s when he w worked with segregationist it's senators, of, let's talk about how just in this election, just in this election, he said that he believes that all black people think the same, and he said if you're not voting for him. You know black, what? Then you ain't black. I'm not Chris that's Wallace. An actual, that's Thank an you, Tim. Fact. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, earlier today, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McKinney was asked if President Trump would denounce white supremacy. And she reads a long list of times the president did that. But the reporter wasn't satisfied with her response. Check this out. As the person who speaks for the president, does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms? This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank, blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you um, in August 2019 in one voice 
voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history. Just to clear it up this morning, can you, naming it, make a declarative statement that you denounce, that the president denounces it? I just did. Uh, the president has denounced this repeatedly. The, the you, president was asked this. You're you just, making, you're contriving a no, storyline and a narrative. I'm just asking you to put he this said, to rest. I just did. Incredible. Yeah. Yanko, why do you think the media is focusing I, so much I on can, this topic? I can tell you, I can tell you, because, I can tell you, because racial divide helps the left. Hear me today. I saw this in South Africa. Racial divide separates black and white. If they do not win the black vote, they will not win the White House. So to convince the black community in America that there are white supremacists in this nation and that the president won't denounce it, although you lay a track record out, which is what we do in a presidential debate. We look at your voter record when you're a politician because you're at what the heart's filled with the mouth speaks. So we look at the fruit of the man. So if your voter record shows me that you've denounced white supremacy, like she just did, and they don't want to take it because they want a racial divide in this country, that creates racial divide. I'll tell you, that was a loaded question by Wallace. They knew exactly when he posted that question to the president and he kept coming back. Will you today again, the president himself, think about what's happening, Hillary. The president himself yesterday, the day after the debate, comes out and says, yes, I denounce it. They won't let go. They're like a pit bull on a bone because they want to drive this narrative into the African-American community's mind to say white people hate us. We should divide. Biden may be for us. Let's go with the left that has historically kept us under their thumb. That's what's going on here. Well, so, Kes, do you think the president's doing a good job of addressing this, or do you think he needs to do more? No, I think he is doing a good job. And like you mentioned, how the questions are so loaded, when even when Wallace was asking Donald Trump, he said, do you denounce white supremacy and also this, 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 and then Joe Biden jumps in, the Proud Boys, this. It's, they're not even talking about white supremacy. They're just trying to put everything, anyone who supports America or loves America. By the way, the Proud Boys, I think, are just a men's drinking group, and they have black, Hispanic, everyone's invited. So that's not even white supremacy. So, yeah, exactly. Well, so you brought up the Proud Boys. Uh, President Trump, he clarified his stance and says the Proud Boys should stand down. So as a reminder, we're going to play the clip from Tuesday's debate of Chris Wells asking President Trump to denounce white supremacists in case you haven't seen it. You have repeatedly well, criticized. Wait, I have to answer his statement. No, you have his repeatedly. Wait, you have repeat, no, second. you've been talking you back and forth. You made a statement. I'm asking you. I would love to end it. I would love to end it. You know, if you want to switch seats, we, we could very quickly. We can do that. But I'm sending no, I'm, the National I'm, Guard. It would be over. There'd be no problem. Okay. But they but don't want to accept the National Guard. You have repeatedly we, criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight? to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to specifically do, that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, 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 what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a White name. White supremacists and white supremacists.
All right, so that wasn't enough for a lot of people and for the media. So President Trump clarified his stance regarding the alt-right group Proud Boys on Wednesday, encouraging them to stand down and let law enforcement do its work. Let's take a listen. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. Law enforcement will do the work more and more. As people see how bad this radical liberal Democrat movement is and how weak, the law enforcement's going to come back stronger and stronger. But again, I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. So... uh... In case anybody out there doesn't know, like has mentioned, who are the Proud Boys? I'm going to give you a little definition here. According to their website, the Proud Boys call themselves Western chauvinists that believe the West is the best. And the website lists tenets such as minimal government, maximum freedom, anti-racial guilt, anti-racism, pro-free speech, and pro-gun rights. The FBI categorizes the Proud Boys as an extremist group with ties to white nationalism, uh, their presence has become more pronounced in recent months as members of the group have organized counter protests against the left wing riots in American cities. Uh, can, can I say something? Sure. Okay, do you remember, we had eight years of Obama as president. President Obama. I'm going to honor him by saying President Obama is the president. Okay. Do you know that that president would not say radical Muslim faction? He would not say radical factions in, in the Middle East. Wouldn't say it ever. Right. Ponied up to these guys knelt down on their prayer carpets, okay? When we say, come on, can we just agree to who's attacking our nation? No fact, we don't need factions in this country right now. We need unity in this country, right? I'm asking you a simple question, Kez and Hillary. Look and listen who is driving the narrative of division. The accuser accuses, mm-hmm. okay? Just listen to who is constantly injecting division into the conversation. Who's constantly talking about race first. Mm -hmm. Just just pay attention. It's not the right. The president is correct. The riots, these are not peaceful protests when you burn buildings down and kill people. These are riots. These these are criminals, right? It's it's historically been the left. It's Mm -hmm. Antifa and, and the Black Lives Matter hijacked movement, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the right. So I stand. But the man has denounced it now several times. His press secretary is denouncing it. Maybe they need, you know, Barron to denounce it and, and who, whoever else. <laughs> I don't know. Get Melania, the whole yeah. family we out there. We denounce yeah. any sort of radical faction in this country. This is a Judeo-Christian nation that needs to unite and move forward. But it's clear who, who sows division. It's mm. so clear. Now, do you think they will ever ask Biden to denounce no. Antifa? Come, did they? Did they ask Biden, did, did Chris, did Wallace, you know, he interrupted the president 72 times. He interrupted, right? And yes, the president, I want him, you know, in athletes in sport, we always say this. If you make your opponent a worthy opponent, you elevate him. Play above his level. Don't make Joe Biden a worthy opponent. He is not. So I want the president to not even address Joe Biden. Mm. Just talk to the American people. As if this is not a worthy opponent. I'm an NFL player and this is Pee Wee football. And I'm not, I don't even need to bully on the, I'm just going to speak to America and say, this is what we've done. This is what we've done for the black community. You know, raise the black, black poverty level, home ownership, jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Because, because they will put him in a corner, the next debate and the following. And that was the easiest debate, by the way. That was Chris Wallace, who is a liberal. But the next two, the moderators, they're going to throw the hammer at him. 
You know, so anyway. I agree. It's going to be interesting. Well, and because your husband, Elijah Schaefer, mm -hmm. he is, he's gone to a lot of different cities and yeah. he's been involved with a lot of the riots and seen a lot of the destruction. Has he ever had any interactions with the Proud Boys? Oh, 100%. And these last two times, he was just in Philadelphia and Portland and I went with him both of those times. And in Philadelphia, they were the Proud Boys had arranged to meet in a park and do a protest, peaceful protest, and of course all the Antifa comes out because they hate the Proud Boys. And we show up at this event and the Antifa are going crazy. And we're like, where are the Proud Boys? And we call them and say like, hey, like what's going on? And they're sitting back laughing going, oh, we, we just knew, we knew the Antifa would come out and do this. So we, we just pretended that we were gonna do a thing. And we wanted to see them in fight. And that's exactly what happened, the Antifa started, you're a Trump supporter, you're a Trump supporter, turning on each other, smashing each other's cars and things. And you just go, the enemy doesn't even need to be on the field for them to like fight and cause like havoc and destroy things. And then the exact same thing happened a few days ago in Portland where they're running around, oh, the Proud Boys are coming, they're armed, they're coming to tear down this like satanic thing we put up in the city, you know, they're crazy. So many Antifa got arrested, Proud Boys were nowhere to be seen. They're screaming, they're throwing things, they're attacking the police, they're doing, they just, they're insane, mentally ill people. The Proud Boys don't even show up. They just love destruction so much that the Proud Boys don't even need to be there. It's terrifying. It's terrifying that that's not what the conversation is about. Yeah, no, come on. They just keep hammering away well, on this. Well, they keep talking. When it comes to the Proud Boys and the media talking about it, you would think they're talking about the KKK. And they always bring up, oh, Charlottesville. This happened in Charlottesville, da, 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 da. But what about the, that man who died a few weeks ago and he was a Trump supporter and he got shot? What was his name? Do you remember that guy? And no one talks about him, and that was Antifa. Right. What about, but we always remember this Charlottesville thing that happened four years ago, but all the other things that Antifa has done, everyone, it's a one-day news story, and then it's forgotten. Yeah, you got the means justifying the end, or the end justifying the means, and for these folks, the end justify the means. They, mm -hmm. It does not matter. It's about destruction, destroy, break down, throw the book of law and mm -hmm. the book, the good book, out the window. Mm -hmm. And just, it's an end goal in mind. And just get there. By hook or crook, just get there, right? Mm -hmm. And so, right. We'll stop at but, nothing. Yep, stop at nothing. All right, we have so much more coming up. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. Are you comfortable with being uncomfortable? Sure, you push yourself to the edge. You go beyond. No pain, no gain. You have legitimately hard things to be uncomfortable for, like... I don't know, an Ironman or an extra long work week, but don't be uncomfortable in your pants. That's why you need Tommy John underwear. From working hard to playing hard, when you start every morning in Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. That's why Tommy John underwear doesn't have customers, they have converts. Because with dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John, you're never going back. It has breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands, so it moves with you. Tommy John underwear is listed on GQ's latest 10 essentials with Kevin Hart. They have over 96% four-star plus reviews and over 12 million pairs sold, but you just have to try them for yourself. And their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee means there is no risk. So try Tommy John and if you don't love them, they're free. Get that much more comfortable at tommyjohn.com slash why and save 15% on your first order. Save 15% right now at tommyjohn.com slash why. tommyjohn.com slash why. We'll be back in a minute. So this is an interesting story today. Five congressmen voted against a resolution committing to peaceful transfer of power. 
five Republican members of Congress, they voted against an otherwise unanimously passed non-binding resolution in the House of Representatives on Tuesday that expressed support for the peaceful transition of power between presidential administrations. Now, the bill passed with 397 votes, with several of the 435 members of Congress either not present or abstaining. It was drafted by Representative Eric Swalwell. Um, it mirrored a similar one that passed last week in the Senate that said, in part, the House reaffirms its commitment to the orderly and peaceful transfer of power called for in the Constitution of the United States and intends that there should be no disruptions by the president or any person in power to overturn the will of the people of the United States. So the contention against this resolution, according to its opponents, uh, and this is quoted in The Independent, was that it was an indirect hit at President Trump, who demurred when he was asked last week if he would accept the results of the 2020 presidential election. And we have a clip of that. Win, lose, or draw in this election, will you commit here today for a peaceful transferal of power after the election? And there has been rioting in Louisville, there's been rioting in many cities across this country, red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transferal of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. And, I understand that, but and, people are rioting. Do you commit to making know, sure that there's a no, peaceful wanna, transferal of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very trans. We'll have a very peaceful. There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, the ballots are out of control. You know it. And you know who knows it better than anybody else? The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead. So kind of an interesting statement by Representative Gates, who savaged the legislation. He said this resolution is a way for Democrats to attack the president and disguise the fact that they will refuse to accept the election results unless they win. And he claimed that it's an attempt to lay the groundwork for the ousting of an elected leader and calling it a democracy. So, Yako, what are your thoughts about the five members that voted against this? Those five members are tired of everything that the left in the House have done for the last four years has been partisan. It's not been for the American people at all. They drug us through an impeachment hearing. They spent millions of taxpayer dollars. It's all partisan antics. Remember, Hillary Clinton went on record with the former president, her husband, sitting in the background looking sour, advising Joe Biden not to go peacefully if he loses. But then you go into the House and you want to make a separate set of rules to tell the president and the conservatives who normally play by the rule book to play nice, please. If we win, you need to play nice. So we're going to have this resolution and we're going to vote on it. And so I say Gates and the other four with him said enough is enough. You guys are again playing. You're, you're playing sport here. You're putting the president in a position. It's, it's all very tactical. Look, I'll give them that. Kezia, as I told you, mm -hmm. they've taken over our cities with liberal mayors and liberal governors. They're tactical. We need to be more tactical. On the conservative side, you know, we need to be more tactical. But this is more antics. They've never played. Show me one time in the last four years where they played by the rules. The That's House. Point, I'm talking yeah. about the House. They haven't. But all of a sudden, now they want <laughs> they want to have a vote and say, now you're going to play by the rules, right? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Kaz, what do you think? Do you think it's just a way for the Democrats to be able to refuse the election results unless they win? Probably. That's, it sounds like everything that they say all points to that. Everything that they're doing about, oh, election fraud and this, that and the other. But also, yeah, even with Hillary Clinton not doing, there's so much um, opposite rules. I don't know what the word is for that. But also, I'm not 
an expert on like American law. I'm still learning about it, but I really feel like isn't there already something in place all of these years that you guys have had presidents where it would automatically just be a peaceful handover to the next one? Like, mm -hmm. it, why are you voting on something that already exists? So am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah, you are right. So it's, you're 100% Well, right. I'm confused then why they're making <laughs> why they're a vote about, about something. Yeah. yeah. And remember, on this show three weeks ago, mm. we listened to Joe Biden talking to the Ukraine president, undermining the transfer of power when Donald Trump came into the office and said, well, they don't know everything and I can't share everything with them, but our business is going to continue. There wasn't even a, it was peaceful from, mm. a, from, a, from a sake of nobody had to be drug out of the White House un, under federal marshal, right? But it, it wasn't supportive. You didn't see the transfer that George Bush gave Barack Obama, for instance, mm -hmm. right? Where there's a peaceful handover of, of intel. and uh, There wasn't even for, for Donald Trump. So the, the, what you're talking about is double standards. Mm -hmm. The double standards are insane. Yeah that they're sitting here. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and Kez, you mentioned um, voter fraud. Mm -hmm. That brings me to my next story. Uh, Facebook, they banned ads that mention voter fraud in any way or stoke distrust in the upcoming election. They announced these new guidelines uh, yesterday prohibiting advertisements on the platform that in any way seek to delegitimize an election by stoking distrust in various voting methods, including mail-in voting, so they said last week, we said we'd prohibit ads that make premature declarations of victory. We also won't allow ads with content that seeks to delegitimize the outcome of an election. And that comes from Facebook's director of product management. Um, he added that the new policy will ban ads that call a method of voting inherently fraudulent or use corrupt, isolated incidents of voter fraud to de delegitimize the result of an election. So they, they published these, these complete new guidelines uh, in a blog post on Wednesday. They said they're taking preventative steps to protect the integrity of the upcoming 2020 elections. Uh, for me personally, this was interesting timing. My mom called me right before the show uh, today and said that she received two ballots in the mail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And was like, I got two ballots. I don't even understand why I have two Unsolicited. ballots. Unsolicited. Absolutely. Unsolicited. I thought, hmm, interesting that there's there's no threat of voter fraud, but yet my own mother is getting two ballots in the mail. Um, but again, this is particularly concerning because there have been multiple stories of voter fraud recently. Why do you think Facebook is trying to downplay it? It's it's look. If what I'm about to tell you wasn't wasn't allegedly true, but it's. Yeah, okay, right? <laughs> then I would trust Facebook on this, but I don't because their founder, their majority shareholder, Mark Zuckerberg, is going around the nation throwing millions of dollars into cities. In Dallas, he threw $15 million into Dallas, placing what? Ballot boxes. Oh my God. Zuckerberg. So, of course, Facebook is going to come and say, you can't speak against ballots. You can't mention voter fraud. we got guys driving around with 300 ballots in their cars in this country. Mm -hmm. we got mailmen selling ballots. Your mom getting two ballots unsolicited. While Zuckerberg allegedly, right, is placing ballot boxes around the country to the value of 15 million in Dallas. Mm. Come on. Come on. Two and two makes four, okay? Mm. I'm just saying. No, I, I totally agree. Um, do you think the next step for Facebook would be for them to hide posts from news organizations talking about that, like like what we're talking about right now? Oh, they do, Facebook and all of these companies are just the worst with censorship and hiding things and deleting things. I know with my husband always just like, why is this not getting out? But I, I think it's so funny because the left is the ones who are like, Donald Trump's going to try and cheat and Donald Trump's going to try and, you know, do something and he's the one who's going to be frauding. So 
if that was the case, why would you not want people to be more aware of the dangers of how people can cheat if you all think Donald Trump is going to cheat? Mm-hmm. So it sort of doesn't really make sense why they would be covering up for Donald Trump, whom they so much hate. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. So it leads me to believe that perhaps there's something else going on. Allegedly, yeah. allegedly. Behind the scenes. Yes, yes. Can we string it together? <laughs> right. Collusion with Russia. Collusion with Ukraine. He's, he's not removed from the White House. All of a sudden, here's Hunter Biden with Ukraine and Russia. Here's Joe Biden. Everything they've accused the man of, they're literally doing. Mm. This is the Trojan horse theory. Look over here. This is what they're doing. We're accusing them while we're doing, doing it, it over here. Yeah. So here, what's happening here? We don't want you to talk about voter fraud because Trump may steal the election. Meanwhile, we're placing ballot boxes around the country and we're, we're censoring. They're censoring. Mm-hmm. They should come out of the section which protects them. Honestly, they're mm-hmm. a publisher. They're an opinion piece. They give political opinion, Facebook, and they're censoring. They should lose all their protections because they should become a news organization and then live like the rest of us. Right. Mm -hmm. Under that set of rules and guidelines. We're not censoring anything here. No, (laughs) we've got more coming up that will be totally uncensored. So stick around. We'll be back in a minute. (laughs) Ron Real here. (laughs) It's insane. the past couple of years, uh, the dictionary, Merriam-Webster, they've been getting in on the conversation, changing words, adding words, that kind of thing. Well, now the Associated Press Stylebook, they tweeted an admonishment to stop using the word riot to describe political protests and instead use milder terms like unrest to avoid stigmatizing protesters. Uh, This was tweeted out on Tuesday amid the numerous protests and riots and looting that's going on across our country. They said, use care in deciding which term best applies. A riot is a wild or violent disturbance of the peace involving a group of people. The term riot suggests uncontrolled chaos and pandemonium. They said unrest is a vaguer, milder and less emotional term for a condition of angry discontent and protest verging on revolt. So they seem to think that focusing on rioting and property destruction rather than the underlying grievance that's been used in the past to stigmatize broad swaths of people protesting against lynching, police brutality, or for racial justice, going back to the urban uprisings of the 1960s. Okay, so these things just annoy me. They just annoy the heck out of me. Uh, What are your thoughts on describing the situation across the country as unrest instead of riots. I'm going to start with you because, I mean, you and your husband are in the middle of this all the time. You're out in the street seeing it for yourself. Would you consider it unrest or would you say these things are riots? It's a riot. Like, we have words to describe certain things. And a riot is exactly what is going on in Port- everywhere. When I go with my husband to Portland just a few days ago, we, we were staying in, in downtown in the city Every single restaurant, every single store is boarded up. You're just walking, you can't get anything to eat, you can't do anything. And there's people walking around full black block with their things. And then at nighttime, I'm sitting in my hotel while my husband's out covering the protest. And I just hear, get in the hotel, like the police trucks with their microphones, like, sorry, I'm looking on Twitter, like, oh my gosh, my husband comes back, he's got paint all over him because the protesters throw them at him. He was beat up by the police. He's always covered in bruises and pepper spray and everything. And I go, I'm just really trying to figure 
about this. Why would you need to send the National Guard in for a peaceful protest? Mm -hmm. Why would you need it? Like, mm -hmm. I, be, just be honest with words. That's why we have them. It reminds me of 1984, all these new speak, all the, changing the language of what things mean to deceive people about the truth. Yeah, mm -hmm. There you go. You just brought it up. The only way you move culture, I'm just telling you, Hillary, the only way you change language. Yeah. Language leads culture. So it's not prostitution, it's sex work done by the same group. Right. It's not pedophilia, it's sexual preference. You soften the language. It's mm -hmm. not a riot, it's a protest. Please read the last line of that AP statement that again. unrest is a vaguer, milder, and less emotional term for a no, On the riot, on the riot. The last thing on riot. Oh, on rioting. Um, it was used for against lynching, police, police brutality, or for racial justice, going back to the urban uprisings okay. of the 1960s. So when, so when you go ask Target, <laughs> Okay, the corporation, which is a liberal corporation, French, okay? Let's go to them, Minnesota, okay? Whether it is a, a protest or a riot when people literally clean out mm -hmm. the whole store. Is that a protest? Mm -hmm. When they literally steal the cash registers. It's a peaceful protest. Okay? Is that a peaceful protest? When they set things on fire like it looks like an Armageddon <laughs> movie, okay? When you kill cops, when you kill some of your own people in Chad and chop mm -hmm. and whatever they want to call it. Mm -hmm. They do this to get the American population desensitized to this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. Because this could be a norm if, if we lose this election. I'm telling you, they want to desensitize you and you have to change language. Because if the language speaks to what it is. Mm -hmm. So if we call it a riot, you look at the definition, you go, this is bad. If you call what you see a building on fire, a peaceful protest, you've just shifted culture dramatically to go, well, that's peaceful. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think this is what you were asking me to read, and I just didn't yeah. get to it. Uh, so they said a riot is a wild or violent disturbance of the peace involving a group of people, and it suggests uncontrolled chaos or pandemonium. And that's a great point. That is that I don't not think, what we're seeing? I don't think Are Target would seeing? say, well, we had a little bit of unrest at our store. Exactly. Yeah. It's in uncontrolled. Portland. It's actually anarchy. Yeah. Right. This is anarchy. This is even beyond rioting. It's anarchy. Mm -hmm. I mean, why do you think that the AP style book of all things is trying to not stigmatize protesters? Because they're playing to the crowd. They're all doing, even Target, when you're talking yeah. about Target, every time they go into Target in their book section, front and center is this, this book, white fragility, black this, da 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 da, all these things, white people suck. Here's children's books of like, I'm the president and black and black, all of this stuff. And you just go, they are pandering so yeah. hard to BLM who couldn't actually care that you're putting books yeah, that support yeah. their ideas, they're still going to come and burn down your store and steal everything you have. But everyone's That's doing it. That's the irony, it. right? Yeah. Even all the stores, you walk down Portland, every store, Black Lives Matter in it, all the things that we support Black Lives Matter, every single store, all of them smash. The Apple store is never going to recover. Like, all, n there's nothing. They're all boarded up and they've all got their little signs, Black Lives Matter, we support you, and Black Lives Matter. I don't care. Because it Let doesn't matter. It. Yes, yeah. Because the movement is not about lives. Yeah. The movement's not about lives. Everything the left has introduced into our culture recently got hijacked from the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. That thing got hijacked. Look what that turned into, an attack on Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Everything they introduced, they lose control over their own narrative mm. because they hand it over to anarchists. They have made their base insane people, mm -hmm. crazy people. Well, and so this is something crazy, too, that I don't think a lot of people expected. California Governor Gavin Newsom blocked woke critical theory from becoming public school curriculum. 
Uh, he vetoed a bill on Wednesday that mandated an ethics study course as a high school graduation requirement, noting that it was insufficiently balanced and inclusive. So uh, did you expect Gavin Newsom to ever block this? I mean, this was kind of a surprise to a lot of people. To the king of the woke culture. Right. Well, yeah. Well, look, he's the leader of all things sexually immoral in our country in curriculums. This is right. a guy that's State Bill 145, State Bill 2218, all the things we attack, right, where a sex, sex offender doesn't even have to register. So it is, you know, I, I want to kind of take a look at this thing, really, and see how it plays out, what's really going on there. Because he, historically, he's, he's, just, he's just executive orders signed everything into office that, that's all, thing bad, all things bad for our country and our youth. So... We'll, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, he just said there's a lot of uncertainty about how appropriate this K-12 through model curriculum is for ethnic studies. Um, he said he expressed concern about it last year. I guess he hasn't changed his mind this year. It must be pretty bad if even he's going. vetoing it. That's well, exactly right. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm perplexed by it. Now, look, I want to give credit. Right? If Let's give credit where credit is due. Right? If, if he's doing a thing right, then he's mm -hmm. doing it right. Right. He's on the wrong side of the sexual movement. I can mm -hmm. tell you that. And so, so does this balance out uh, Governor Newsom? No, it doesn't. Because when you're hypersexualizing kids in the classroom, K through 12, and, and then you're saying, well, this, this race theory and, and, this, and this public policy and history theory thing is a little outbalanced. They, they don't kind of balance each other out in my book. But... Give credit where credit is due if you're doing things. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but just before we think he's doing everything right, uh, he also is launching a task force to study slavery and reparations and find potential avenues for reparations for African Americans. So a lot of people not really happy about that. Uh, but we've got more to talk about coming up. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. They should do a peaceful protest against him. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Then it's not peaceful. Oh, then it would be an actual Do you feel like all you hear about these days are feelings? This hurts my feelings. This offends me. What my grandpa, my grandpa, my, everybody's great grandparents, those generations, feelings were, I mean, you were, had a, you were entitled to feelings, but you were not all about your feelings all the time. But this generation, it's a totally different ball game uh, because we now have a college that offers a presidential debate support space through counseling centers so students can share feelings about national events in a safe space. My grandpa would probably, he, he would probably punch someone in the face for this. Uh, it says Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, um, which hosted Tuesday's debate between President Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, they've opened up this presidential debate support space through the Counseling Center so students can share their feelings about national events in a safe space. They can discuss the impact of recent national events, including the debate, the upcoming election. They say this isn't a substitute for psychotherapy, and it doesn't constitute mental health treatment. But they just want to make sure that students have a safe spot to really talk about how this affects them inside. So, uh, I don't know. If students can't emotionally handle watching the debate, don't you think they should just turn them off? Look, if you need psychotherapy because of the debate, you're an unstable human being, and we need to go back to the parenting you received. We need to go back to your home, because something went off a long time ago. Not this debate. The next thing they're going to give them, class breaks. They're going to give them some free grades. Maybe a, a, maybe a, a emotional support donkey or a dog <laughs> or a zebra. Look, you've got two foreigners here, okay? Yeah. I know Aussies. 
played a lot of rugby against them. South Africans, these are tough people. Mm -hmm. You come with your feelings and they go, I'm glad you feel that way. I hear you. Go do your job. Yeah. Show up. Go work hard. Tell me how you feel. That's good, Hillary. Now go do your job. That's how I was raised. That's how the Aussies are raised. I mean, come on. A hundred percent. Well, that's why I just always think back to the things that my grandparents would talk about. And you just pulled yourself up from your bootstraps if something was going on. And you just... You were a grown-up, and you just went and dealt with things. We're not talking about being emotionally insensitive, right, to people. And some folks need, of course, we're in an industry where therapy is real, but real issues. Right. Real issues. You need therapy because of the debate? Come on, Mm. man. This is is insanity. Okay, so do you think that having these kinds of safe spaces, do you think it only hurts students? 100%. And you know that in those classroom groups if like a trump supporter came in and was like guys blah 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 he they would be kicked out this these groups aren't made for conservative leaning people they're just not and so all these people in here are leftists and they wonder why we have certain names for them um like snowflakes and things like that it's like why does the left so want us to treat them like little kids Mm -hmm. it's a safe space take time to think why do they want to be treated like that if someone treated me like that like oh you know you're the only conservative in the room you can take some time to go and like sit with your feelings i'd be like excuse me like i'm not a little baby because kids they don't want free people yeah free people need a a conservative capitalist environment where God is the, the deity. They mm-hmm. don't want free people. Mm-mm. They want enslaved people. So how do you enslave a person? You tell them, you can't handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to come in and create this echo chamber for you mm-hmm. where you can, we can all just wail in our sorrow together and not really get healing, by the way. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not what, the, if, if the idea was truly on that campus to set people free, right? Then let's bring the church in. Let's yeah. do some real, we want to do real work. Yeah. Let's do real work. Let's go do real work and get you. But this is not what it's about. How do you keep a society under your thumb and grow government? You take people's, you take their freedom Mm -hmm. and you make them safe. They create a safe space for you, right? We know you trade freedom for safety, you lose both. Well, because the way you grow is challenging each other's ideas and having discussions, not having your feelings hurt and needing to go. One of the college campuses, I think after the election in 2016, had a space where you could go get a juice box and they had stuffed animals and you could all just console each other if you weren't happy with the election results. It just seems It tells you, you you don't have the capability of working through trial and with help. You just can't. So you know what? We're going to lower the standards. Right. And we're going to create a little bubble for you. Mm. It's an echo chamber. And then we all feel warm and fuzzy and cozy. And actually, you make society degrade rapidly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you, now, I don't know if you guys are vegan or, or what you eat, but a good hamburger. I'm sure you've both had a hamburger in your day, right? Mm-hmm. Big fan of hamburgers. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a South African, Harry. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we eat more meat than Brazilian. Okay, okay, okay. perfect. Yes. Well, then this, this, well, you already have a great head of hair, but I will say, if you want to keep it, uh, President Trump says McDonald's French fries, that they are the secret to his majestic head of hair. This is so funny. Uh, <laughs> he says, other than golf, he considers exercise misguided, arguing that a person like a battery is born with a finite amount of energy. So he doesn't diet. He doesn't follow any special diet um, because he likes fried chicken, soda and McDonald's. So he said on Wednesday, 
that those fries get the credit for his beautiful head of hair. Um, and he claims this because Ari Fleischer, a former press secretary for a George W. Bush, he posted a story on Twitter about a 2018 study that revealed a chemical found in McDonald's french fries may be the cure for baldness. Scientists from Japan said the chemicals added to the fries in order to keep the cooking oil from, from frothing up. And when they tested the chemical on mice, scientists said the mice regrew hair. So Trump weighed in on it and said, well, no wonder I didn't lose my hair. Okay. This is, I mean, this is some serious stuff. Do you think the fries 100%. are really the magic behind his hair? There's not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> not a single doubt. Absolutely. That man is very I, honest man. Even when he's funny, and I love yeah. his sense of humor. Come on, in the middle of all this, yeah. the guy's been eating double-decker stress sandwiches every morning, <laughs> if you want to talk about a burger, right? Yeah. But even in his, in, in, in his <laughs> levity, there's some truth. Right, and mm -hmm. he's the greatest liar of all time, they say, right? And now all of a sudden, hey, maybe we should all eat more French fries. I got fries. a pretty good set of hair, but maybe some more people should eat some French fries. I'm just waiting for the left to boycott McDonald's. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, since he loves it so much. This, yeah. Trump is so funny. Well, it is interesting. I mean, he's six foot four, he's 240 pounds, and he doesn't follow a special diet. He does seem to have a lot of energy. So, I mean, what do you think about his theory on the body having a finite amount of energy? So... Why bother exercising and doing anything special? Yeah, I'm not going to agree with the president there. You know? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That's not quite how it works. You know, when, when, when you exercise, this body creates what's called ATP energy, and you actually, you actually are more vitalized. But he's a special individual. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, for someone who doesn't work out, right, the amount of energy this man has, the hours that he's working, and we talk about White House staff talking about they've never seen, you know, a president put that many hours in, it's an interesting theory. I'll lean more towards the McDonald's fries than the no exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish that was how it worked. But, you know, you're right. I mean, some people just have great genetics, and he's obviously one of them. So, all right, we've got our, our poll results to come, so stick around. We'll be right back. Legitimately, there's a chemical in there that grows hair. They, it that's regrew hair on mice. That's <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to our results from yesterday's poll question. It was, who lost last night's debate? Was it Trump, Biden, or America? And 47.2% of you said Biden. 32.3% um, of you said America, and 20% said Trump. What do you guys think? Who was the big loser there? Um... I don't know. I can see everyone's perspective from, you know, from America or Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden looked like a deer in the headlights. He looked like he had no idea what was going on the whole time. Wallace kept helping him out. So I feel like he just wasn't he didn't excel in any area. I think Trump, he made me laugh a lot, just poking fun and arguing. He looked like he was having fun as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know. OK. Yeah. I, look, I think America. Honestly, if I just look at what I've received from the rest of the world, if you ask me, you know, if we go point by point, who made the stronger, stronger actual campaign and political points? Trump, for sure. He was pointing at things, but a lot of it got lost mm -hmm. with the Wallace shenanigans and, and whatever. So I'd say I'd say America and, and probably then Biden. But but um, hopefully the next one is is more pointed, you know. I agree. Well, our, our poll question for today is did the first presidential debate change anything for you? Quickly, yes or no? No. 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 My mind's not changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I'm really glad I got to hang out with you guys. I feel woefully inadequate because you both have the most beautiful accents, and I have not, I've got Texas twang, and that's you're, about it. You're a redhead. <laughs> yeah. You're unique by design. That, yeah. My one special skill. Come on. Well, this has, been, this has been awesome, and uh, as soon as we're done, I'm going to get some McDonald's fries. I'm trying to keep all this while I can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, thank you guys for watching. We'll be back here same time, same time tomorrow. Yes, sir. I actually really like McDonald's fries a lot. Me too. Oh, man. So I always good. like the narrow cut fries. Yeah, and, the, and look, <laughs> they, they salt their fries for frying. And, and you know, uh, Whataburger has good fries. I Whataburger. love Whataburger fries. I haven't had them here in a long time, but that sounds Whataburger really good. Whataburger fries is, I'm going to go do that. Now, what if the same thing? I know. What if it, McDonald's just has like that one secret Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.